The strange visitation by an eight-foot, bat-winged, horned humanoid took place in 1903, and it remains a classic case of high strangeness. At the time of the alleged visitation, the monster spread panic and hysteria to the people of the community, whose theories ranged from a demonic creature of the darkness to the Prince of Darkness himself. Hello. Hi. Oh, welcome to Counting Cryptids. Ooh, I'm Connor. I'm Jacob. And this week, we're uh, rocking out episode 19. 19. Uh, this, one, this one hits close to home. Uh, Van Meter Visitor. That's the one. It's sort of lesser known. It's, it's an Iowa-based cryptozoological phenomena, mm, dare I say? Yes. And it, it's Iowa, so, you know. Uh, that quote, real quick, was from the book, The Van Meter Visitor, A True and Mysterious Encounter with the Unknown. Written. That is truly a truly mysterious encounter. Yes, that was written by Chad Lewis. Um, his book, the one I just mentioned, is available on Amazon paperback for fifteen ninety five. This message was not an endorsement or an advertisement for either Amazon.com or The Van Meter Visitor, A True and Mysterious Encounter with the Unknown. Yeah, also, quick disclaimer, uh, we have some distractions today. Quite Hopefully a few. We will, uh, we will be able to get anything edited out that makes its way through. We're going to try and work around these things. The the little ones? Um, I, I should add in here, it's a pretty big part of why we're doing this episode, if not the only part, reason. Uh. There is a Van Meter Visitor Festival, which I have posted numerous times on the Facebook page. Uh, that is coming up on Saturday, the 29th. So about two days from now, if you're listening right away. Otherwise, uh, Connor and I will both be there if you are also going to be there. Uh, yes, it starts at 1 and goes till about 8.30. Features some talks from like some paranormal investigators and predominant figures in you know, the, the cryptozoological world. Also, there's about 20 vendors, so I want to check those out. Definitely. Some mystics in there I saw. Uh, additionally, there's some comparisons drawn uh, from from this to last week's episode. Uh, Lots of episodes, The yeah. week before, and I believe the week before that as well. I, I so never really planned on doing this many winged creatures I didn't, like but it kind of all fell. We had some things fall into place a couple of times, and uh, it just kind of worked out way too well. But let's just let's just get into this. Let's. So about 110 years ago, there was a, a creature, a, uh, a thing of sorts. Is it 1903? Just 1903 in Van Meter, Iowa, where... Um, Van Meter is uh, just west of Des Moines. Not that anyone cares yeah, or has or a frame any, of reference Any idea what all. that means. Des Moines as... Oh my god, listening to other podcasts and stuff on this, hearing the atrocious pronunciations of Des Moines. Des Moines, Des Moines, it's Des Moines. Des Moines. D-E-S. S's are real. Real quick, just Des Moines. Back to it. 
Um, so this was in October of uh, 1903. Some uh, uh, September straight. into October, actually. Oh yes, the end of September. Late, end of yes, September yes. Into, into October. Gotcha. Yep. Um, the current population of Fan Meter is only a thousand people. I had I had heard that it was also a thousand at that time. Uh, and it had grown by like a hundred and fifty. According to my sources. Uh, According was, to my research, yes, it's about four hundred at the time. So oh, quite really? a few less people. Yeah. Okay. Like um, it was like right around four hundred for quite some time, fifty, sixty years. Okay. I've never been to Van Meter, Iowa. I don't think. I I have. Uh, my wife has some family there, so I've been yes. there multiple times. Any like, have you? Did you know about this other than like through the podcast? Uh, I think I had like looked up Iowa cryptids and like haunted things and stuff like that, like trying to find stuff. And pretty much all you find is the Velisca axe, axe murder, murder when yes. you're looking at that. But uh, this one, this one came up a number of times, and I, I remember drawing the comparison to Mothman. Yeah. Um, I don't really, not a hundred percent. It's like again, it's not the same, but there's some some similarities to be drawn, I suppose. So. What uh, what about you? Was the this like your first like when we talked about doing this episode? Was that your first? I think when we started the podcast and we talked about cryptid that I wanted to find one that was spe- specific to Iowa. And literally, this is the only one that just sticks out like a sore yeah, thumb. Like, like, like we can kind of touch on like Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds if yeah. we were doing that, but that's kind of just like a Midwest and maybe even like into some of the southern states and and there's like a Bigfoot thing too. Yeah, like a like a skunk ape type. Yeah, there you go. That word. Type being. Uh, I saw one in one place. There was like a crow that somebody had claimed was like thirty to forty five feet in length. Yeah, that this was is like an... one anecdote that I had seen. When t- okay, we're just getting off on fucking Iowa ones. So yeah, this is another one where we already. need to get Brad on here. So there was a few, five days, five or six I'd days, five. But then after the fifth day, I had seen that they said the next day. There was another brief encounter. Uh, so about a so week or so. I, yeah, a week is fair to say. So uh, about a week. Yes, about a week. Sightings and um, pitchforks and torches. Yeah. What? <laughs> At one point, don't they go after the the creature? Yes. Yeah, sorry. That's my pitchforks and torches. I do want to point out that it looks in some of the photos or not photos, but pictures, illustrations, that it looks very uh, pterodactyl There's a horn on the top of this creature's head um, that emits light. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Uh, I want it to be a laser. But to me, all the stories to me sound like it's just like, it's a bright light. About, like on the show. It just has a horn that emits light. Yeah, like an angler fish. Okay, never mind. That's not one of the weirdest things we've <laughs> talked about on the show. No. <laughs> no, it's not. All right, that's a little bit more realistic, I suppose. Bioluminescence is a thing. Yes. But it doesn't, it's, everything talks about how bright the light is, though. Yeah, like, it's, like not, it's not just, like, I imagine, yeah, like, you know, a firefly. Yeah, that's not sort a, of brightness. No, like, no, it's, it's bright. It's, like, I saw one with uh, car headlights or spotlights or, you know what I mean? Like, those, those sort of um, re- references, analogies being made. Yes. Okay, well, let's... Should we just get into the, the story? Let's start the with... Of, oh. Well, let's, let's start with 
day one. Day one, September 29th, 1903. I should have looked up what day of the week this was, but I didn't. Uh, So the story begins around one o'clock in the morning when a gentleman by the name of U.G. Griffith, a local tool dealer. Tool dealer, eh? In the small town of Iowa. Hey guys, you want some tools? Uh, He was described as a, quote, honest and well-respected member of the community. Uh, He was on his way home from work. Um, As he neared his home, he noticed a light, like a spotlight, hey, coming from atop a nearby building. Unsure exactly at the source of the light and concerned that it could be a burglar, Griffith decided to investigate a little. Soon it became clear that it was not a human when the light flew across the street onto another rooftop. I'm thinking that's got to be 25, 30 feet, like minimum. Yeah, at least. A road a road today, the standard width Probably. is like 12-foot lanes, so that's 24, just end-to-end. That's today, maybe it's a little bit more narrow. Yeah. But then you, you have a sidewalk before you're at buildings, and that's... Height and I'm going to say about stuff. 30 feet. Like, needless to say, Griffith was stunned. Uh, the light jumped again, this time out of sight. Worth noting that it, in at least one place, I saw that after it jumped across the street, he pulled out his shotgun that he just happened to have and fired it. It's 1903. Everybody Everyone has, has a shotgun. shotgun. Okay, so I, I, I did say, I wrote down, it seemed a little odd to me uh, that he would just be carrying a shotgun, but I suppose, like, if you know that you're going to be going home at 1 o'clock in the morning, a shotgun strapped to your back is a pretty badass way to make sure that no one messes with you. Maybe I should bring a shotgun on my back when I go into work at 3 a.m. I don't think they <laughs> I mean, like do that Do you have any issues with hooligans? Not yet. I definitely won't if I have a shotgun strapped <laughs> to my back. hundred percent of the time, it works every time. All right, uh, on to day two. Day two, September thirtieth, nineteen oh three. So the next day, again, around one a.m. Uh, there's a trend here. It's only two day trend, <laughs> but trend nonetheless. Keep the street going. Yeah, uh, there's a local doctor, Doctor Alcott. He claimed to have been awakened by what he described as a piercingly bright beam of light. Laser. <laughs> Lasered right in his face from a nearby window. Uh, he was alarmed, as you would be, by a laser in 1903. Um, he retrieved his firearm that everyone has, also a six-shot revolver. Uh, he rushed outside to confront the light bearer. Uh, so outside, the doctor came face-to-face with a tall humanoid figure with bat-like wings and a single stumpy horn upon its head from which the light was emanating. Uh, without hesitation and from point-blank range, the doctor fired, fired five shots at the creature, all headshots. <laughs> I can't verify that or not. Um... But none of the shots had any effect on the creature, and it didn't do so much as flinch. Surprising. Uh, Astounded, Alcott stumbled back inside and locked the doors. When he finally mustered up the courage to look outside, the creature was gone. Mysteriously vanished. Uh, It should be mentioned that at this point, most of the town was aware that something weird was going on. Some suspected it was a large unknown species of bat. Others believed it to be a burglar wearing a costume of sorts. A lot of the places, I saw the face as being described as kind of long and having a beak as well. I don't know if we mentioned that before, but I did see mention of a beak. Pterodactyl-esque. It seems like, a, yeah, pterodactyly or pterosaur. Yeah. You keep, Triggered. You're triggering yourself now, sir. Triggered myself. Damn. Pterosaurs. Okay, so, so far, this is weird. Definitely weird. 
like the 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 horny light is weird. The light horn. Light horn. It that's weird for sure. I don't really understand that, but like we said earlier, I guess there's weirder things. So the first guy maybe shot at it, maybe didn't. I I'm unsure. This guy definitely seemed to have shot at it. One time I shotgun someone right in the head. Did they die? They did. They did? Oh, it wasn't the Van Meter Visitor. It was noted how close he was. Point blank. To the creature. Okay, so I guess on to day three. October 1st. That's my birthday! I wasn't born in 1903, though. Uh, happy birthday, Connor. Thank you. I mean, you. it's early now. But if you're lis- listening on October 1st, thank you. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast on October 1st, go head over to social media and tell Connor happy birthday. Uh, okay, so October, uh, October 1st, 1903. Once again, at 1 o'clock in the morning, hey. one Clarence Dunn was posted up in the town bank of which he was the manager with his shotgun. Uh, he was afraid that the recent sightings were of a burglar and his bank would be the next likely target. Uh, when he heard something, he described as, quote, someone gasping for air or being strangled. Uh, Dunn readied his weapon when suddenly a bright beam of light flooded through the window. Dunn fired his gun at the shadowy figure, threw the window, and it vanished into the night. Dunn swore that he had hit the creature, but they found no signs of contact, blood, or anything. Uh, though they did find a strange three-toed footprint that allegedly, when he told everyone, he like brought them there and showed them the footprints and they were all looking at it and they thought it was weird. Supposedly they made these plaster casts, but they've been lost and nobody has any idea like what happened to them, where they went, anything. Might be something we can get answers to a lot easier this than weekend. other people. But as far as I know, like I didn't see I looked, exist, I didn't man. see they anything. They don't exist. There's no photos of them. Nothing. Nothing. Per- totally exist. It's a little bit sus. What's everybody doing up? At one o'clock, like the, the the second guy got woken up. First guy was walking home from work. Second guy got woke up. This guy's worried that it's a burglar, so he's he's headed to the bank because he doesn't want his bank to get burgled, and uh, he's just posted up with a shotgun, just white knuckling it. Uh, so uh, you were reading that Clarence Dunn. I know a Dunn. I wonder if they're related. That's funny because later there's another name that is uh. On my wife's side. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was going to say something. No idea. Okay. So pretty much this thing is a um, skarmory and doesn't isn't affected by getting shot. Day four, October 2nd, 1903. Um, it wasn't a time given for this fourth day. We're definitely going to assume one in the morning. It's obviously one in the morning. If three three days in a row, all one in the morning, I'm going to say the fourth day just said that it it was at night. Born in the morning. For sure morning. So a man by the name O.V. White, sounds fancy, was uh, woken in the middle of the night by an unearthly wail reminiscent of scraping or grinding metal. Definitely Skarmory. I like it. He, like the Dockler, wow, Dockler, he, like the doctor, quickly grabbed his gun, which was a rifle, and rushed to the window. There he spotted a dark figure on top of a nearby telephone pole, approximately 15 feet away. Um, he was also apparently trigger-happy because he, too, fired his gun 
he, he maybe he opened it, but he probably just shot through it. Everybody's just shooting straight through their windows yeah. today. Forget these windows. I need to make an insurance so claim. Is, yeah, yeah, you know, so this is a conspiracy <laughs> from the insurance company or the window manufacturer in town for sure. Hundred percent. Um, he supposedly hit the creature as well. Everybody has impeccable aim. Again, nineteen oh three, man. You can hit a squirrel from four hundred yards. Well, it with a thing's six pretty shooter. big. Like you know, what I mean, if you're a decent shot, it don't think it'd be hard to hit. Yeah, when you hear the pating, then you know you hit it. Um, all he seemed to accomplish with his shot was just getting the attention of the creature directly on him. Yeah, you definitely don't want that. Yeah, you. He'll laser beam you. He later claimed after it looked at him, he smelled a smell so smelly that he got dizzy and even passed out. I think he just pooped his pants. <laughs> I think that's what happens here. He got here. so scared he shit himself and then just passed out. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> at this same time, hardware store owner Sidney Gregg, possibly Australian, heard the sound of White's gunshot and came to see what was going on. As you know, you would in a small town... Well, I would have thought somebody would from the first ones. But. Most of them, yeah. So Greg witnessed a winged humanoid figure descending the telephone pole using its large beak. Kind of like a parrot would. Can't see my facial movements, but you can guess. Audio, audio base form here, Connor. <laughs> it's an ASMR parrot climbing up a pole. <laughs> I don't think that's a parrot noise, but I got nothing else. Uh, he later claimed that it was around eight feet tall, which seems like most other people have said. He might have just been like, yeah, this other guy said it was eight feet tall. That, that's probably about right. Um, it had legs of a kangaroo, which is di- different, I suppose, and described the light as being as bright as headlights. Uh, the creature then disappeared into the night, apparently attempted to take flight, but it was having some issues because it was an emu. <laughs> It ran and flapped its wings, but couldn't seem to get off the ground. In one instance, it had seen that it ended up getting off the ground, and in another, supposedly attempting this a few more times before ultimately just running off into the night. What do you What do you think about that? That's two people right there in one night that saw it. So, to me, this seems like this thing is as they are describing it like exactly either it's a, a conspiracy that they are all or in on there's those four or five people with, with some elaborate hoax for one reason or another again the insurance fraud conspiracy i would be interested if the money if there's money missing from the bank dude was sitting there with the shotgun and uh he's just laundering money from his own bank well or no whatever the deal was he was just hanging out with the shotgun cuz somebody else something he had some information i don't know yeah and then was shooting at somebody else, and then just like, yeah, I saw, I don't know, uh, they had a big light, and uh, it was uh, blinding, and it was, so I shot I at it. Smelled something really bad, because uh, I, I know shat why myself. Years old. Yeah, exactly. He's still alive today, retelling I, I a story. It seems odd. Like again, the the last one is is the weirdest. Maybe I don't. It's it's all really weird. I don't really know what to think about this. Where where are you at? <sighs> It it is very strange, and the the part they added in where about it not being able to fly or having trouble flying, 
is also strange. Yeah, like, this is one place I saw it was having an issue, like, which maybe would be consistent with the fact that it's eight feet tall and has wings. Like, it, it wouldn't necessarily be easy really to build get to fly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or, like, a turkey or, like, a chicken where it's kind of, like, can, like, leap and flap. There's a lot of similarities uh, in this one also drawn to, like, extraterrestrials and ultra-terrestrials. Uh, that, like, overwhelming smell is associated with uh, mm-hmm. ultra-terrestrials, usually. That's, that's an interesting one. I, I Honestly, I just think that guy crapped himself. <laughs> that's yeah, hilarious. That would be amazing. Just crapped himself and went back to bed. <laughs> Didn't even clean up the mess? Oh, God. I feel like that would be worse in the morning, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. You need a chisel. You roll uh, around okay. in a bit. There's crap all over my bed. Give it a quick gator roll and call he's, it a he's, night. he's in with the mattress. The mattress's company has joined in with the bank and the window company in this conspiracy. The mattress cleaners? Yeah. <laughs> At your local mattress cleaning store. Well, dry clean the crap right out of your mattress. <laughs> Literally. Even the day after. Okay. Uh, so day, days <laughs> five and six, October 3rd and 4th, 1903. Again, this, this would be day five, October 3rd. Again, at one in the morning, an AJL Platt Jr. Platt is that name that runs on, uh, okay. on the wife's side. Uh, the manager of a tile and brick factory on the outskirts of town claimed to have heard a series of unusual noises emanating from the nearby abandoned coal mine. He described the sounds as being like, quote, Satan and a regiment of imps were coming forth for a battle, which sounds like a rad metalcore album cover. What does that sound like? Satan and a regiment of imps coming forth for a battle. I imagine like a lot of like, yeah, no, like there's definitely some sort of like, but like i feel like there's also like chains involved in oh that yeah somewhere definitely and, uh, some some chains and a sneeze <laughs> all right apparently there's a sneeze in it too i don't i don't know just loud noises why are there so many ostriches <laughs> For some reason, he goes to investigate after he heard this terrifying sound. He is said to have seen the beast at the entrance to the mine, um, but this time it was not alone. Oh. The creature was accompanied by a second, smaller creature. Uh, both had a, quote, brilliant light shining from their heads, uh, from their horns, as he, as he, too, watched them fly off into the night. Oh, they can fly now. They can fly the whole time. Yeah, but the oh, night they before, had that one time. maybe the dude shot him in the fucking wing. Like a dick, dude. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah. Or maybe it was ah. like windier on that night ah. or something, so it was easier for him to just do it, or he didn't. I, I don't know. Uh, so news of this sighting spread quickly through the town, and a large group of armed citizens gathered at the mine's entrance under the assumption that the creatures were living there. The creatures did return the following evening. This would be day six, October 4th. You okay? Once again, apparently, at one in the morning. I don't know what it is about one in the morning. Do they not have clocks? It's like, it's freaking dark out. It must be 1. 1 a.m. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, again, this could just be other people's shitty research influencing my shitty yeah. research. It's 115 years of... Of perpetuating re- this story. Research. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there's somebody that we know that we could talk to. I really wish I had uh, access to the first reporting. It was reported in the uh, Des Moines Daily at the time. Okay. 
which I believe turn into the register. Maybe we'll find uh, like some photos or something of that this weekend at the festival. There is, it is available online for a small fee. Oh, I didn't. You did not. I didn't feel like paying I didn't spend small the, the small fee. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll uh, we'll, we'll for sure be posting some stuff on social media about after. The I, I want to talk about at least the festival after festival, the festival after we go to it. Like I, I yeah, want to share some stuff we'll about see it. How we how we're doing that, but we'll figure that out. Uh, so again, one in the morning. Um, as soon as the creatures were sighted, the entire group began to fire their guns. Uh, and once again, the munitions seemed to have no effect on the creature other than its uh, stinky retaliation. Hit him right in the fart box. One report read, quote, The reception they received would have sunk the Spanish fleet, but aside from unearthly noise and peculiar odor, they did not seem to mind it, but slowly descend the shaft of the old mine. They're back, Terrence. They're they're firing their weapons at us. Oh, I cannot stand it. Oh, ooh, I just farted. I'm sorry. That's how that went down. Uh, so after this, the mine was sealed. So were there not people working at the mine? No, at it was the time? abandoned at the time. Wow, it was already abandoned. Wow, yeah, seems odd to me that too. Is an but old okay. mine. Maybe uh, there wasn't crap in there. Like somebody crapped their pants in there, and they're like, "Well, we just got to shut the whole thing <laughs> yeah, down. We're it's abandoned now." Woo! Jeremy let out a stinker down there. After this, it was sealed, and the creatures have never been reported again. Interesting. Uh, I had I had seen there's so there's a book. There is a book. Has some, we, I think you have a little bit of stuff mentioned about that. The book and, a couple of times. Uh, I've heard that there has been some people who have like confided in the author. Okay. About like seeing unusual things in the area, sort of thing, but never nothing has been like full-on released as a sighting or anything like that like, nothing just, like I've any of these like, stories that yeah like like anecdotes there's like still like whispers around town of you know what i mean like just more like, like a haunting some weird type. sounds and yeah you know what i mean it's again this kind of seems more like urban legendy at this point but at the same time like this is super weird this is very weird i'm very excited to go to this and, and try and, and learn more information yeah and just realize see how poorly what it's all we did about. this podcast yeah I'm glad nobody else will be joining us at the festival this weekend. <laughs> but if you are, come find us. Take your picture with us. We'll put it on our social media so you don't have to. Yeah. We'll take complete credit for your photography. I need to drink more. Uh, so, Chad Lewis, who is... The author of said book? There, Yeah, he's one of the authors. Oh, sorry, co-author. The yeah, there was three guys on that book. Chad and two other guys, don't know. Chad and somebody else wrote, co-wrote it, and then a third illustrated it. So okay. there's some illustrations in there, and a lot of the illustrations you'll see online are from the book, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So Google it, and you'll see what we're, we're looking at here. What was the name of that book? Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a long name. The Van Meter Visitor, A True and Mysterious Encounter with the Unknown. I've seen it enough times, somebody's bound to buy it. I would like my money, Chad. Can see me. Uh, yeah, say, uh, if you want to throw a, a discount for Counting Cryptids listeners, Chad. That'd be great. That'd be great. This would be a good spot to go and uh, put that ad right right here. Not that I'd, I'd have to go and redact my yeah, uh, right. disclaimer earlier. Um, so after about 110 years, I, I think it was 110 years to the day, um, 
Chad Lewis camped outside the, the coal mine, the infamous coal mine in Van Meter, Iowa. I'm hoping to find the Van Meter visitor, of course. Uh, I believe he does some other, like, cryptid research. Okay. So in the process of, I, I don't know if he, like, was planning on writing this book before he went there. But a lot of what he sees that night and what happens that night is written about in the book. And really, I didn't find a whole lot on what's in the book outside of reading the book. Like, I don't have the book. Neither of us have read the book. But apparently, there's some some stuff in there. But he does say that he found no evidence suggesting that the monster was a hoax. Uh, he personally believed the facts of the story could have been embellished throughout the years, like we said. Um, he revealed to the Des Moines Register, a newspaper in our area, that uh, even though he was unsure what had happened in those early fall nights in 1903, that seeking an answer was more important than finding it. Um, it was an era where anything was possible. Science was just starting to gain momentum. And in fact, he says they apparently just discovered a mountain gorilla. Um, so the beast in the jungle was real? What? What the fuck that means? Um, Lewis also said people were open to the fact that anything could happen. Um, so Chad now guides tours during the festival, speaking about points of interest throughout the Van Meter and at the festival. So I definitely want to take that walk. I have looked so many times to find the mine on Google Maps. Is there no mine? I, I think he said it had been paved over. So uh, I think it's yeah. like nothing is left of it. Just uh, a hole underground that nobody has, can see. Yeah, because when I be first heard about this, I was like, immediately, I was like, where's the mine? Where is my spelunking helmet? Like, I'm going. Before this festival, where are you at on this? This is really weird. I want to come back to this after the festival and see if we've changed our minds when we get like a, a more firsthand. Well, the fact that it's it's five days. Five or six, six days, days yeah. and then it's done. There's nothing, and it ends with a shootout. But they closed up the mine, and in right, and in theory, there was supposedly there was a large number of people there shooting their guns at it. Yeah, like an armada of people, <sighs> and no, no, it's it, it's just unfazed. Like if it's a if it's a quote unquote real thing, is it a spirit? I would I would venture more towards ultra or extraterrestrial okay uh, something from out of this world yeah which I, I, those words are so woo woo y it's hard to uh mm-hmm. it's hard to do that but it oh. I, the being shot so many times in that that weeks that week span like you'd sure think like if there is 80 people out there shooting their guns at it in the sky you'd think somebody would hit it and that other dude shot it from 15 feet away, the other dude shot it from point blank. The mm-hmm. other, you know what I mean? Like, all these people seem very close. You'd sure think a straight flesh and blood, like, terrestrial being would be affected. Uh, by slightly a wounded bullet. at the very least. Yeah, you'd have, like, oh, there's some blood on the ground here, see? Ooh, let me get my monocle out. Yes, I concur. <laughs> I. The one guy seemed to have wounded it. With it not being able to, like, fly yeah. necessarily. That was in one place I saw that. In another one I saw that it just, like, kind of 
jumped a couple of times and then eventually like took off like it didn't appear like it in both instances it didn't really appear to be wounded it just seemed to be having like again maybe it was just like trying to do something too soon because it was a little bit panicked or again like i'm kind of like interpreting it as being terrestrial in that maybe it's a friendly creature well i mean it never like directly hurt anybody it just like had a bad smell that just smelled really bad yeah like just trying know, to be also nice. Live in a coal mine, like maybe you, you would smell, you so would good smell you like crap too. But yeah, maybe maybe he's just like trying to go around give hugs. He's got this light on his head, like it's freaking dark out here, folks. Like I'm just trying to see where I'm going. It's 1903. There's probably not many streetlights. It's dark. I'm just trying to get around. I this one's what? what where are you at? What do you think? I like I I'm at a loss for words. Like Honestly, I don't yeah. really know what to think. Even as I'm doing the research, I'm like, yeah, this is real. No, no, it's not. It's a hoax. God damn it! It kind of seems like there's actually something here. Like it seems tangible. It's so unbelievable that something like this would exist. But well, and the story isn't like super grandiose. It's, no, the only thing is just like I shot at it and nothing happened. I mean, but like, is that the reporting the at the of time? The story that you're gonna make up. Is that the reporting at the time, though? It's 1903. People aren't, like... I feel like people are... been glamorized over the last 115 fair. years, don't you think something cooler would have happened? Yeah. I mean, things move pretty slow around these parts, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Small town Iowa, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're maybe an hour and a half away from there at most. At most, yeah. From where we're at, I think. Uh, eh, it's probably about an hour and a half, actually. But, um... I it's hard to believe... That I want to just m- make up a backstory for these five individuals that saw it. Like I was saying, like they saw a conspiracy. Okay, but, but all of these people were revered in the community as being outstanding respected citizens. Respected and yeah. outstanding citizens. So we had, um, let me look at this real quick. Uh, the local tool dealer. I don't know what the, <laughs> I don't really know what that means. trench coat. I don't know anything about him. But again, like it was noted that he was uh, an honest and well-respected member of the community. Uh, the other guy was a doctor. Are people going out of their way to say that thing, though? I don't know. Again, that could have just be added in at some point along the last 150 years, To make years it too. sound like it's more believable. Yeah, I, I don't know how that works either. But again, a town bank manager. It's a little sus. Is manager. He has manager in his name of a bank <sighs> in a town of 400 people. He has control over everybody's money in that town. Do you think? I don't trust that guy. Is everybody using a bank in 1903. I feel like that's why no, they're under their mattress home with a shotgun because he's got a pocket full of cash. That's why big the guy stash just that's, seen a big old ass. What? <laughs> that's why the guy that crapped his pants didn't clean it up that night because if he left to clean it up, that creature could have come back and just stacked. Grabbed his stack of cash underneath his mattress, covered in poop. That creature's not coming back. But he passed out. Yeah, so but he did he, take his money. Maybe he did. Maybe it was the bank guy. Da, da, da. This is like that game, a uh, clue. Have you seen the live action movie from the nineties? I haven't, but Dude, I've seen I've seen it. the commercial there for is it. Something about it. I loved that movie, girl. It's so bad. It's not good, but the. I die laughing every time I watch that. This podcast is not endorsed. Or by, by the ni- 80s <laughs> or 90s live action movie of the board game Clue. Yeah, I think that one went without saying, Connor. 
Let's go throw it in there. <laughs> also, if you're playing this game while driving, please don't drink. Blanket statement, don't drink and drive. All right, but so what, do you think this is a hoax? Do you think people are seeing something? I don't think it's a hoax. I, it's a very elaborate hoax if it's a hoax. Again, it multiple people were in on this some Illuminati shit because everybody's a manager, or like bank owner, and uh, you know what I mean. Everybody's everybody's I w- a little bit well to do. It seems I would like to do a search to find out if any of these were Freemasons. Any of these people Freemasons? Somebody. I mean, honestly, we have of everything that we have done an episode on, we have more access to this small amount of information than anything else because of just the proximity of yeah. us to the location. Yet yeah, our research. We're going to sledgehammer, figure out where that mine was, and fall 45 <laughs> feet to our deaths. Smash through the central road in Van Meter, Iowa at <laughs> 1 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go down into the sewer first and then oh, smash from smash there so over. people can't see us and stop us. On some Team Rocket shit right there. Prepare for trouble. We'll make a double. Okay, so you think it's not a hoax, so people are actually seeing something. Do you what do you, what do you think it is? Do you think it's an alien? Do you think it's ultra terrestrial? Do you think it's just an unidentified species of bat? Do you think it is just an, another species altogether? I don't think it's a bat because of the beak, but given the store like given the, the narrative here, it doesn't make sense to be a flesh and blood creature like we know. It just doesn't make sense. I would agree. If anything it's some sort of entity. Um, there's a lot of correlation with hell and demons, that kind of thing. But I just think that's the kind of time that yeah, they're it's in. it's kind of the time. They're, you know, probably all pretty religious. And <laughs> Iowa is pretty white, especially yeah. in 1903, I'm sure. A town of 400 people. Everybody's very, very, very Christian. Right. Exactly. There's probably a church at the end of that street that the mine is on, like large there's white. Four hundred people, church. but there's four churches. Ab- absolutely. So I, I have to dismiss the the demon theory, but uh, I'm go. I have I have to go with extraterrestrial on this one. You think alien over ultra, like dimensional being? I would say a, a dimensional would be ultra. Right. Extraterrestrial is like alien. Ultra terrestrial right. would be like four four dimensional. Ultra-dimensional makes sense because it can't be harmed by guns. Seemingly harmed by guns. Other than getting its feelings hurt. Yeah. You shot me. Hey, friend. This is is weird. Maybe we'll uh, learn some more information and have an addendum to whatever this is, but... It's a fourth-dimensional pterosaur. The dinosaurs never went extinct. They oh, just it's transcended. Oh, it's a hall. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. That's a cool idea. Or, um, yeah, it's just like, it's not actually there. It's just like. Reverberations? Yes. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I looked this up for, like, I don't even know how I got onto this. But I looked to see, like, what kind of dinosaurs and reptiles, you know, were alive during dinosaur times like i was underwater yeah so that that doesn't make sense to me it wouldn't be a reverberation in time because there would be swimming creatures this one seems to be flying 
And I mean, swimming does look like flying, so you, you could be onto something uh, but in I that mean, sense. You specifically, bat wings and a beak. Right. I really like the transcendent uh, pterosaur. That's a pretty cool idea. I have to bring that up. I'm going to get a booth next year at the thing. I'm going to oppose that. Maybe I can get a speaking engagement. I'll have to make up some BS about that. Get real deep into it. Oh, man. They should, oh, they should do a camp out. That would be cool. Because it's on the, the anniversary. Yeah. It's all on September 29th. It's on the first day. Stay for five days, six days. Camp it out for a week and see what's up. I'd do it. It's going to be cold, but I'd do it. Get some cameras out there. I didn't see anything, but... What do you make of it not appearing again when they closed the mine off? Did it find another way out and leave? Maybe that's a portal. The mine's a portal. They went back to the other dimension. They found their way. Did they die down there, or are they just stuck down there? I think they just went back to their time. There's just their alternate The dimension. mine's abandoned. Because somebody disappeared in there and they couldn't find him. We're because not going he in there. Because he slipped into another dimension. Oh, shit, I and would. now he's living with uh, transcendent uh, dinosaurs. I like think I would. I, would I really like to think I would go in and look. Because it didn't seem like it was ferocious or attacking anybody. Yeah. It, it did Climbing not. around light poles. Like a parrot. I'm kind of I'm just... I don't, I don't really know what else to say at this point. I, I don't... I, Again, no, I don't really have words. Like it's weird. If if everything is as it was told, or at least similar enough to as it was told, super weird. Again, I think ultra terrestrial, fourth dimensional, some some woo wooey kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like that's about the only thing that that makes sense. Even though that doesn't make sense, if that makes sense, that makes sense. Cool. Thank you. That was the appropriate response. Thank you. You know, so far. This makes sense. <laughs> so what do, you, what, do you, what do you think? I just told you what I think. Van Meter Visitor versus oh, okay. yeah, the so, Mothman. So last week we talked about the Mothman. We just think every episode where uh, we pin the, the, the cryptid up against last week's. Yeah. Last week we talked about the Mothman. And this week we're talking about Van Meter Visitor. They step into a ring. Who emerges? You know what's interesting to me? There was some uh, talk about like a interdimensional Mothman type. Like, I don't know that I ever read this, but maybe maybe the thought just went through my head that it was like, no, we we talked about this where it was like going through time to different large events in history. What if they're on each time he jumped, he hoped it would be the jump home. What if they 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 battle in a different dimension? It has nothing to do with so. Win or lose. I would... Oh boy. If they're both, like, fourth-dimensional entities that don't, like, appear... Ooh, they don't appear to really, like... Uh, yeah, neither of them anything. really fight. Like, it's kind of just, like, a neutral draw. The only thing is, like, the the dizzy smell. Yeah. From the Van Meter visitor. You could gas them like, out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would... Oh shit. I would, I'm going to give it to Mothman because the Mothman has been sighted more recently. And the, the other Chicago one got attracted, trapped in a cave. Well, there's like the, the resurfacing of the Chicago stuff yeah. and things like that. And the other one got trapped in a cave and is just gone. Still down there? Like, Shit, gosh, I don't know. Like, damn. Damn, dude. They put a road over top. Yeah, say, we'll, we'll put a sewer lid. We'll make sure a sewer lid gets put there so the creature can find its way in and out and can see breathe. if they resurface. And then we'll revisit this. But 
for now, my I think I think I'm just gonna go Mothman because it's pretty much the same, and I'm just maybe the Van Meter visitor died. Could yeah, could have died so in the I, cave. I don't know with his child, you which is child also strange. Like Mini me, or a companion, a mate, a doll. If you will. All right, we're just gonna move on from that. One. <laughs> it was it was hanging out with Mothman. It was the Mothman. The Mini Mothman. He was visitor. growing up. Nine. What uh, when what, what was the first Mothman sighting? Sixty three. Nineteen sixty three. Okay, so it could have been the Mini Mothman. Yeah, about sixty years separating. Oh, exactly sixty. If I was actually right. Can we? Can we? What do you? What do you think? Can we do a draw? What? What do you mean? What if they're just like? Well, hey, that's where I was at too. Is it? Let's not. Play? <laughs> They uh, worked out their differences yeah. and didn't fight, guys. They shook hands and walked away like gentlemen. Ultra-dimensional gentlemen. This timeline is oh, mine. Man. You stay on this timeline, and we're cool. You are just sending it right now, man. This is awesome. Full send. Hilarious. I like that a lot. Uh, again, that's where I was at was a draw. I was just going to give it to Mothman because of the, Can't vote the, twice. the 2017 uh, Chicago sightings. It's I just... could add a third option. All right. But what does that lead us? <laughs> add like... the third option, Connor. Third option added. Tie. <laughs> I'm doing it. I- I'm sure everybody's going to vote Mothman, but where are you at? You're You're sticking with draw? I'm sticking with draw, but if I had to pick one... That's where I'm at. Like, I I don't think anyone has a significant advantage over the other. And if they're both ultra terrestrial, like, I don't think they would be able to affect one another. Unless that's not like because they're both ultra terrestrial, then they can physically they can harm fight. each other. But maybe that's why they don't harm humans. I think a beak would be an advantage in that situation because it was said to be large. You could blind the the Mothman possibly. We've talked about oh yeah, okay. the lights. the light too. I forgot about the light. Also, and it is a horn. You, you could, could get... theoretically stab with it. Shit, maybe the Van Meter Visitor has some advantage, but maybe the red eyes is pink eye from the Van Meter Visitor's fart. <laughs> There's just a lot of talk about nasty smelling stuff. I know this is an audio-based show, but I just need you to know, everybody, that I Jacob moved is... my mic away from my face and rubbed my face in disappointment. Jacob is AFK. Yeah, Jacob is <laughs> AFK right now. Sorry. <laughs> we'll be finishing the podcast with just Connor. <laughs> Already. And it's just you and me, folks. Jacob is gone for the day, and uh, we've got to move on to the poll results. But before we do that, I do want to do a couple of shout-outs. We got another five-star review on the Facebook page. Yes, we did. Jacob might know this guy. I, I wasn't I wasn't actually gone. Oh yeah, he was that, that literally was a joke. here. That was a bit. Connor just committed to it. Did you like I was it? Busy was it was it did I sell it? I was convinced that I was gone. I didn't realize that I was still here. <laughs> Whoa! Oh! I startled myself when I said hello. <laughs> Finish my drink. Um, so back to my five star review on Facebook. Yes, uh, Greg. Greg's. This is Greg's. I saw Greg. Thank you, Greg. Thanks for listening. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed your vacation while you listened to us. Yeah, they listened to us while they were like driving across the United States. Yeah, which is awesome. Thank you. I saw some good pictures of trees. I don't. Nobody told me if they saw Bigfoot, so I'm guessing they didn't see a Sasquatch. Unfortunate. So, Greg writes, 
even as an old guy, in quotes, who can barely set his own thermostat, I find this podcast. Wow. I find this. Oh, God. That sounds amazing. I need to start a podcast about pies. A podcast. I find this podcast widely inter. I have finished my drink. (laughs) (laughs) I find this podcast widely. Again, widely entertaining. (laughs) I don't have it. I can't view it. I'm going to start completely over. Hang on, let me see if I can get it. Greg's five-star review states, even as an old guy who can barely set his own thermostat, I find this podcast wildly entertaining. Entertaining. Oh, my God. I'm so done. Even as an old guy who can barely set his own thermostat, I find this podcast wildly... (laughs) Words are so hard to read. I got it. I got it. Okay. Thank you. Even as an old guy who can barely set his own thermostat, I find this podcast wildly entertaining, but not for those, not for the faint of heart. Makes a great drinking game. Take a drink every time they drop the F-bomb. These two cover all manner of monsters and legendary creatures, then go off topic in the most epic ways, from would you eat your own limb to how to measure your penis. Great entertainment value. Can we talk about this? How to measure your penis? When did we talk about this? I don't recall. Uh... Yeah, it was about, I think we were talking about the way that people exaggerate the size of things. Kind of <laughs> like the way that you exaggerate the size of your dick. And then another time... Uh, oh, it's supposed to happen more we, than no, once. No, 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 we were talking about the way that they measure... Oh, shit. They, uh, it was the way that they measure the size of... Oh, fuck, I can't remember, Lucas. Lucas, help me. Yeah, Lucas. Lucas, Lucas Sean, help. Yeah. <laughs> it was I don't, it, the way that that you measure something was like around a certain part of it too. <laughs> so we're also oh, measuring fuck. the I length and circumference of no, our penis. No, it was like it was like the full length, but then you like go around. I don't remember what it was. <sighs> Damn it. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I remember. It's the teeth. Okay, I wondered the megalodon. megalodon. Yeah. Okay. I was. I had that in names. my brain. Okay, it's so the megalodon teeth. The way they measure it is they go up the side of it because they're curved. So it's not just like if you go from top to bottom, that's one measurement, but they kind of bow out and come back in, so it's bigger if you measure it that way. Similar so to a penis. we joked about it if you measured your dick that way, that it would appear to be longer. Now that we've settled the penis argument, uh, I want to move on to uh, new, new to the group, Brandy. Oh my god. Connor sent me an image the other day in the morning. That was a screenshot from the Facebook group. It blew me away. It is a fucking sick drawing of a black shuck versus the jackalope. Which is just mouthing the shit out of the jackalope. Yeah, it's it's incredible. incredible yeah. Um. Wow. Thank, Thank you. you. She said she was just catching up, so she's she's going through. And um. By the time you listen to this, hopefully, there's more drawings. <laughs> I, the amount of time I feel like that would have taken is ridiculous. Every single time somebody does something like that, I'm just like, oh, wow. okay. how do you have time to do that? I'm also trash at drawing like like garbage. One time in my entire life, I drew something that I was proud of, and it was a bunny that was I drew like, like half an inch tall. I was like, wow, that really looks like a bunny. Only thing I was like eight, maybe. Only time in my life I've ever drawn anything that I was like, yeah. That's what I wanted that to look like. Look, no, look closer. <laughs> That's a bunny. Absolute <laughs> garbage at drawing. I can I can do something on a computer, but garbage. 
I love the art. Like, if there's one thing about the the group, I just I thought you just meant like art in general. I love art. <laughs> I love the art. The arts are my favorite. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. The uh, the art is amazing. I love yeah. it as well. So if you if you're talented or not, honestly, I I am. I'm cool with stick, stick figures. figures. Happy with them. Just yeah, submit your art to your the Facebook interpretations, group. Interpretations, yeah. Facebook group, facebook.com slash counting cryptids will get you to the page. Click on the groups on the left-hand side, and it's linked right there. Uh, join the, everybody there. I do want to say real quick, on the Facebook page, we've reached 50 followers. Hey. So, Greg was Thanks, the last guys. guy. Greg. Thank you, Greg. The big Being five five oh. Uh He wanted to know if he got a prize, and no. This is your prize. Shout out. We said your name like two or three, three or times, times on yeah. the episode. Uh, I don't know. I'll give you a beer next time you're over. I'll. I'll oh wait, I no, mean, that implies I know you. We didn't say that part. <laughs> I mean, you don't have a Facebook page. You can't track you down. I know, but <clears throat> whatever. We'll see. Okay, so, you already gave them the coordinates of our location. You've narrowed it down to an hour and a half of. But I didn't say what direction. Yeah, but you've narrowed it down. I think from them, Iowa, we've, we've talked about being in Ames. Before. Have we? Yes. Now we've really given it Last away. Last episode, because we were talking about they fucked up the bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn. And you said just outside of Ames. So it's already, oh, you've already spilled wow. the beans. Okay. So also, quick thanks to everyone who voted on the poll. Yeah. Yeah. Super huge numbers. Better than we've had before. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing, guys. I love um, it. Again, we talked about this briefly earlier. We post polls every time we do an episode pitting the, the most recent two cryptids against one another. So the poll that was currently up that we are now talking about is the Mothman. was the Mothman and the previous week, the Ahul slash Giant Bats situation. Yep. Uh, I, what, I mean, like 40 votes this week, I think it was. Yeah, a total of like 40-some 40, 40 votes, yeah. Thanks, everyone. Love it. So Facebook, how's that percentage looking? Pretty diverse. Uh, I would not describe it as such, but okay. I, I, yeah, maybe not the right adjective there. Um, oh, is that like an adjective? diverse being a large gap in the number. Yeah. I mean, nope, I'm that not does make sure sense. I don't know what you were looking for I took there. That? Uh, anyway, twenty percent Ahul, eighty percent Mothman. As as you do. Right answer. Twitter. Seventeen percent of Hool. Eighty-three Mothman. That is by far the biggest spread, I think. So far, there hasn't been a jackalope. More, maybe. maybe. There were no. There, there was, was some a lot jackalope. Of jackalope votes on Twitter. I think somebody was trolling us a little bit. Yeah, get out of here. One, but uh, no, don't. Please stay. I don't. I don't like I want your downloads and your votes. Please don't. I really like the Facebook because I can see who voted, and so I can call them out and call them liars. <laughs> Show your work, sir. Exactly. But Twitter is anonymous, which has its benefits. Yeah. I'm just glad you voted. Thank you. Thank you for thank voting. You, thank you. Thank you. I'm also glad that most of you agreed. If you thought otherwise, if you would like to let us know why. Again, just comment on those polls and show your work. Tell us why you think one way or the other. Yeah. And if if you're listening to this at a later date and it's you haven't answered the poll, on Facebook just... it'll be up forever. 
Twitter, unfortunately, only allows me to do seven days, so that's what you get on You on should Twitter, still but... be able to comment on it, though. Yeah, you can absolutely retweet or comment. Or, yeah, retweet or just straight up just tweet at us that what episode you're on and listening and what you think it is. Yeah. I don't care. Also, let me know, let me know what you think, dude. Like, I want to know. On that, also, you can uh, tell us what we missed, what we're wrong on, personal stories, literally Have you anything. seen the Van Meter Visitor? If, are you 110 years old? Also, like, I do, our, our numbers in Iowa are trash, so I don't, I don't think, think that's any. the way it is, but I guess maybe the festival will drive a little bit. Yeah, also, hey, if you're here because of the festival, come hit us up on Facebook. Hi, let us know on social media, because we also live in Iowa, and we're at the festival. We would uh, like to meet up with you. We're socially awkward, but we will definitely <laughs> take pictures. Connor wants to uh, meet you for coffee and uh, tell you about his deepest, darkest secrets, his life's aspirations. Uh, yes. It's one time in middle school. We would like to hold your hand. Thanks for checking out this week's episode. If you want to get your two cents in, answer this week's polls on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Count Cryptid or Counting Cryptids on Facebook. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions, or you just want to chat, you can email us at CountingCryptids at Hotmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and tell your friends. He's been Connor. He's been Jacob. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks for another fascinating installment of Counting Cryptids.